Why does the Bible say that Jesus came to bring people life? Don't people already have life? I mean, if you didn't have life, would you be able to read or hear this video? Welcome to Life Words Day by Day. In the Gospel of John, when he speaks of people having life, John's not talking about existence or breathing. John is speaking of a life restored and reconciled to God. John is talking about living life the way God designed life to be lived. A life that abides, a life that has peace in the midst of storms and trials, a life that lives above the circumstances, a life that is eternal and full of joy. When Jesus speaks of eternal life, like in John 3.16, he's not just talking about quantity of life, but also quality of life. You have the life of God living in you. So John wrote this gospel to give witness to the fact that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, so that we might continue in belief in Jesus and have life. So think about that. He wrote to those who were already believers in order to strengthen their faith, to encourage their hearts, and to steady their nerves. It was written to direct them to the source of life. The source of life is not government. It's not yourself. It's not in keeping the rules. Life is found in Jesus and only Jesus. And this gospel will do the same for you. The book's nature hasn't changed. It's just as inspired today as it was back then. It still has the same purpose and endowed with the same power. So do you need encouragement? Does your faith need strengthening? Do you need to be reminded of abiding in Christ? Then sit up and lean in and soak up this book that we call the Gospel of John every day as we walk through it. And in this particular section of John's Gospel, John chapter 2 and 3, John is displaying for us a transition that's taking place in history, a moving from the Old Covenant into the New Covenant. Well, what is the Old Covenant? The Old Covenant is the covenant that God made with the people of Israel at Mount Sinai and defined the terms of how they would relate to God and how God would relate to them. This covenant was full of codes of conduct, laws, ceremonies, purification rites, and symbols that were designed to show the people the holiness of God and their own sinfulness and their desperate need of a Redeemer. However, the people abused this code and misunderstood it and quickly turned it into the means of their salvation, which it was never designed to be. But the new covenant is the fulfillment of these codes and symbols in Jesus Christ. He fulfills the laws and the ceremonies and the symbols. And he authenticates this new covenant with his life and death and resurrection. And what John is doing in this section of the gospel is showing us this transition and how Jesus is greater than the old covenant, that he fulfills the old covenant. Well, how is John doing that? Well, remember what happened in John chapter 2. Jesus turned water, which was dirty foot water, which was a means of purification. He turned that water into something better, something greater. He turned it into a new wine. And we learn that Jesus is the great purifier. Later in John chapter 2, Jesus says that he will rebuild the temple within three days. He's not talking about the physical structure of architecture, but he's talking about his own body, which is the meeting place where God and man come together. In John chapter 3, we learn that one must be born from above by the water and spirit, which is an Old Testament truth. And Jesus would fulfill this prophecy of a new life being installed in the people of God. 
and in our passage for study this week. This transition is still on display within the life and ministry of John the Baptist, giving way to the better life and ministry of Jesus Christ. John the Baptist is the last of the Old Testament prophets, and here he explains his role as that last prophet. But something else is going on as well. Look at what it says in John chapter 3, verse 21. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. And as we read this piece that follows about John the Baptist, we're seeing an example of someone whose deeds have been carried out in God. So here's what I want you to do. Go and read for yourself John chapter 3, verses 22 through 30. From this text, you see an example, characteristics of someone who has the life of God in them. And then ask yourself these questions. Do we share these characteristics? Do you see these in your own life? As you pray today, please remember Dasuke Okada and his family are missionaries in Japan. And also remember the Chaga Life Word broadcast heard throughout Tanzania.